Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. How's everybody doing today? Happy Thursday, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever day or time it is that you're listening. Happy one week till Thanksgiving. Cannot believe it's already mid-November. I hope everyone is staying dry if you're in Miami and that the weather is good wherever you are. If it's getting chilly, fall, the leaves changing, it's you know cold weather season, time to bring out the blankets and the gloves and the scarves and the really nice coats. I wish I lived in a place where I got to wear more fall clothes, which is nice that I've been traveling to places where you get to wear more fall outfits um, because that that's like the one thing I miss in Miami is like scenery like mountains and hiking and like fall weather and fall clothing um but other than that Miami is home I'm so happy to be back I've been traveling quite a bit but after this weekend I will be taking a breather and I'll be home for the holidays and my birthday which is super exciting I'm really looking forward to being home I'm going to do a birthday episode for you guys as a bonus next week in addition to my usual episode because that will be 100 episodes. I cannot believe this is episode 98 of the podcast. That is wild. But more about that in next week's bonus episode. But yeah, things are going really well. I was talking about that last week. I honestly feel like I really am coming into my own and my business is thriving, hiring assistants. I'm getting shit done because I have a team of people helping me get things done and executing my visions. I'm a big picture girl, you guys know that, so I need someone who is more type A than I am and help me to help me like really bring my ideas to life and get in the minute details of it. And one of my assistants, she's a Capricorn, I'm a Sagittarius, and you know, she is the earth to my fire. Literally, she gets the vision and she she brings it to life truly i cannot imagine not having her in my life now which let me know if you guys want me to talk all about the hiring process and finding an assistant and things like that i do have an episode coming up with alex porterfield where we talk about a virtual assistant and an online business manager and what the difference between the two is and how they can work together to help you effectively work in and and on your business so stay tuned for that in the end of december early january but i can also do my experience with that if that's something you guys are interested in but i don't want to take too much of your time this episode is so great sarah has been on the podcast before a year ago back when her podcast was the attainable podcast now it's mutual friends so we had a really fun pod swap where i was on her podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was pop culture and fun and dating stories and we just had such a great time laughing and shooting the shit and then this one is all about her career story now since she went viral multiple times on tiktok and has built a business in social media and used her skills on social media to work in a marketing agency as well if you have been here for a while you might know that she used to work in the she was a chemistry major and she worked in pharma and pharmaceuticals and she left that and has really done a complete 180 and i'm so so proud of her and so happy for her she's one of my really good friends and i'm excited for you guys to listen but before we dive into that episode let's do a quick suck and sweet of the week and then i'll let you guys go so my suck of the week is honestly this weather right now it had been really good weather in miami and everywhere that i've been traveling but the last two days it's just been it's not thunderstorming it's just like drizzling i feel like we're in seattle and it's not fun it's really just dark and gloomy and like yeah the sun is gone and it's really kind of like the seasonal depression is kicking in a little bit uh so i'm gonna need miami to get back to sunny south florida weather it was sunny in 75 like it usually is this time of year because it's the best time of year here for sure and my sweet of the week is that I'm going to a place I've never been before this weekend. I'm going to Austin, Texas, and I'm really excited. It's been a place that I've been dying to go to for months, and everyone tells me that I will love Austin. They say that I'm more of a Dallas girl, so I went to Dallas in February with Yasmin. You guys were here for that, so it'll be fun to compare Austin and Dallas now that I'm visiting Austin. And you guys have been around here for a while you might know that my mom is a big tito's vodka fan we call him tio tito in my family so you know i'll be going to the tito's distillery 
while I'm in town. And I'm just really looking forward to the weather there. It's gonna be really nice. I checked the forecast this morning while I was packing and I'm really, really looking forward to my time in Austin. And then, like I said, I'll be home for the holidays and it's time to hibernate. And I'm really looking forward to just chilling out, spending time with my family, turning 26 and Art Basel and all the fun things happening in December because all of my friends on social media their businesses are booming and there's just so much going on events pop-ups sales and I really just want to be around for all of it and I'm looking forward to you know October and November were busy travel months I'm looking forward to a chill December at home for the holidays and yeah I'm really looking forward for you guys to listen to this episode with Sarah like I said she went viral and has really done a 180 with her career and she has built a home she got married she is showing us everything you need to do in charleston south carolina which that's probably on my next year bucket list i i need to go to charleston and hang out with her there and we just had so much fun recording and i know you guys are gonna love this episode and you're gonna get so much value out of it and what it means to go viral because that's the goal right everyone wants to go viral but what are the downsides of it what how can you keep it going once you've gone viral and she actually went viral a couple of different times a couple of different ways so it's going to be a really fun exploration of what that means and how to really make a career out of social media not just as a content creator but also on the agency marketing business side of things which is something that i really find interesting not only as an influencer manager but just as an observer of people in the industry so I hope you guys enjoy. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. Please subscribe to the show, share with a friend, tag us as you're listening. Let me know who you want to see next, what topics you want me to cover next, and I will see you guys next week, and I'll talk to you very soon. Meet Sarah. So Sarah, what's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Oh my, shit, nothing. I can't shut my mouth. (laughs) Um, There, hold on. Let me think. It would literally be something like very obscure, uh, I I truly I unfortunately share everything, um, which is something that I really really like about myself. I'm sure it's going to get me in trouble one day online. Um, let's see. One thing that people wouldn't know. I mean, Kayla, literally, it'd be like my address. Oh, they would not know. You know what? From following me. Okay, this is a good one. You know what? They they would not know my go to drink order. Okay, I like that. What is your go to drink order? I have two. I'll, I'll, I have two. One of them is like, you can't, there's very, I've only been able to order it at a bar once. And it was actually in New York last week. Um, and it was because a friend said, Hey, they know what a Hugo is. You can order it here. And then I have my regular one. So regular, you go up to like a whatever dive bar, not sure what to order. There's no cocktail menu, tequila, pineapple. Like I love tequila, tequila, pineapple is easy. It's good. Like solid. Yeah. My favorite drink is a called a Hugo or Hugo, however you want to say it. Uh, it is elderflower liqueur, which St. Germain's is the best. Uh, Prosecco over ice with a hard squeeze of lime uh, garnished with usually uh, either the slices of lime or some other citrus, like a grapefruit or something or orange slices in there. We make the best at home. And obviously it's champagne or Prosecco, usually Prosecco and then St. Germain's liqueur. So it is all alcohol besides the lime juice which is minimal you will get so toasted and it is so refreshing i'm a spritz girl like an aperol spritz but i use i put saint germain in my spritzes so i it makes saint germain it just oh it's so good i want to try i've been hearing about the hugo spritzes so i want to try them but oh my god i'm so excited that they're getting popular i think i I need to do a video on it oh wait i'm literally going to do a video on it tomorrow because i'm partnering with partnering with a local liquor store which is like so exciting because it's like one that's like around town and they're like a local business so um i will 100 percent be doing that so i'll be i'll be doing a video on that soon so i can share the hugo love i stopped by in charleston this weekend we will have a hugo spritz 100 percent but no i am so excited to have you on the podcast again you were on i think it was like over a year ago and oh well over a year ago yeah we have come so far individually as people and in our respective podcast sarah's the host of the mutual friends podcast formerly the attainable podcast and she we talk all about how she went from being a chemistry major she was working in pharma 
to going viral on TikTok. This we talked pre-viral and then she went viral on TikTok for laundry detergent. And now she has built an entire career on social media. And I have loved seeing your career growth and just like getting to talk about my career growth with you and like being like we've supported each other since like the beginning. And it's just really yeah. How far we've both come, so I'm so happy to have you back for part two. Yeah, talk about going viral on TikTok. What was that? Yeah, no, 100%. It was, um, so the first time I went viral because now I've gone, it's interesting, I've gone viral several times, like viral to the point of like I know that there are certain things that my followers know me for or can recognize me as. First time was for my laundry detergent, it was actually the first one was me sharing the stain remover bar that I use on my laundry detergent or on my laundry rather. And that's also how I make my laundry detergent. It's a really old bar. It's called Felsenapta. It's amazing. I could talk about it forever. I was at my local Walmart and it's like, it's 99 cents a bar, like 97 cents actually. And they had like 13 bars. I bought all 13. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so funny. I'm carrying out. I'm also one of those crazy people that like, if I didn't bring my bags in, I will carry everything in my arms because I'm so stubborn. So I was just carrying these bars of, they look like bars of soap, like out of this Walmart. And I was like, this is so funny. So I get in my car. I was like, I'm going to make a video. And I had 200 followers at the time. So nobody, um, like, you know, and I'm, I made the video. I had 200,000 followers within a month. That video is now at 27 million. It, It hit 27 million within the first like several months. Um, and that kicked off my entire influencing career. Um, now I've, I've also gone viral for accidentally drinking. This was a dumb mistake. Accidentally drinking a thousand milligrams of caffeine of the Panera charge lemonade. It went, that went to international news. That was actually, it probably had more reach than the laundry video because it went viral on Twitter. It went to international news is on Jimmy Fallon. Like it went everywhere. So now I'm also known as the Panera girl. My wedding video, my the sunglasses video went viral, which was not my idea either. Like that was kind of an old trend or I thought it was an old trend when we did it, but um, a lot of people attribute that to me. So we've gone viral several times. I love it. I love when I meet people, they will usually let me know, like, I love these videos of yours or, or I found you via like this. And it's really fun to hear like who, like how they found me. And now that we're over a year and a half from the laundry video, a lot of people, like it's kind of the OGs that found me from my laundry video and have been with me that whole time. Yeah, no, it's so cool. It's funny. Like we met, like, I didn't even realize that you only had 200 followers. Like I met you through Natalie Barbu, co-founder. of Yeah. And And I met, like, I only knew her by being in like the test group for the Rella app because I was a fan. Like, I mean, I still, like, I'm still a fan. I'm a Natalie Barbu stan fan. Like, but I was a like follower of Natalie. And of course, like wanted to support the app and everything. And, and I had a little bit of social media. I, so, uh, I had social media interest. I did not have a real, a, a career in it. Um, but and, and yeah, and that's how we got all introduced. Yeah, no, it's so cool. I just love seeing like, truly some of my best friends have come through social media. And my career is because of social media, so is yours. So I just, I find it really cool how you you really made a career because of this, which is so opposite than how so many people, like Natalie talks about how hers was slow and steady and little by little she created it. And like, that's how kind of I've done it too. And that's really common, but you, you got, you were one of the quote unquote lucky ones that went by yeah. and were like, okay, let me lean into this. So what do you categorize your content as now? Like, are you lifestyle? Are you like home? Like, cause you know, laundry detergent, like for a while you really leaned into that for a second and now yeah. about literally everything, which I love. Um, you like do like at home sugar waxing. And I just think it's so funny, like how like you've evolved, but like, what do you consider yourself as an influencer? Yeah. I, uh, I consider myself a lifestyle influencer, which is almost annoying because I feel like even I hate labels, but I really, I also like, I hate labels, but I, I know how nice they are. And it's nice to be able to fit yourself in a corner when you're describing yourself to somebody. And so when somebody asks like, what type of lifestyle influencer are you? And they don't follow me. Like I'll say lifestyle. And then I usually go through, like, I've posted about this, this, and this, but I pretty much share anything going on with my life. And I love to tell stories like these type of things. And so that gives a little bit of context. Um, I would say lifestyle because 
it took several months. Like I don't, that was not an overnight thing at all. I was sort of stuck in this home, like almost like, yeah, homemaker corner, um, which is not even something that I realized I had an interest or, or talent in. I don't consider myself like a homemaker, except I'm like, that's, it's truly like what I've built my content off of. Uh, but it took several months to get out of that. Kind of like that you, that was your cornerstone for a while. And that's what you're known for or were known for, for the beginning, but that it's not all you are. Like yeah. that, that there's multiple- oh yeah, I had so many facets of myself that I wanted to share. And so I very purposefully, like over several months sort of turned that content over. And honestly, I don't think that I would have had, like, it would have taken a lot longer to get into the general lifestyle or just share, being able to share anything about my life had it not been for the wedding. The wedding turned everything around where people were then coming in for the wedding, which then had an aspect of they just wanted to understand me and what I did in my personal life. And that opened the gate for me to share beauty, fashion, stories, funny things, restaurant recommendations, like literally anything going in my life. The wedding was the Kickstarter for that. Have a, if you want to grow on social media, have a wedding. Literally, it was one of the best pieces, like the best times for content for me. It was so great. No, I'm I'm sure. It, and that makes sense too, because people like everyone loves love. Like we want to know, you know, the dress and the this and the that. Yes. Um, And it, and it kind of, like you said, like, it allowed you to touch all these other categories, but it still kind of sort of relates to the homemaker. So like it wasn't totally far-fetched and then it allowed you to push out. But I, we love a multifaceted woman, a multi-hyphenate woman over here. It's my whole goal with the podcast. And that's something that yeah. I love, like the people that I want to surround myself with are multifaceted people. So I love that getting to be a part of your journey and, as, and your growth, but talking about the wedding, you and Joseph have a really cute love story. So what was that like? Like, has he always been like, I want to, like, I'll be a part of the content or like, did he have any reservations about you sharing so much of your life and your wedding? Like, is like, how is, what's his take on all of it? And also share, because yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Joseph is my husband. I literally love him so much. We just celebrated our one year anniversary for one year wedding anniversary. Um, we've been dating, it'll be eight years next year, which sounds like insane. That sounds like a really long time. Um, but we have known each other since third grade. We met, uh, in third grade, I don't know, you're like eight or something. So we met when we were eight because we were next to each other in line. Um, like, you know, you're putting alphabetical order, his last name is Bass. My last name is Boss. It still is legally Boss. I need to change it. Um, but, you know, legally or whatever, we're the Basses. Anyway, so our names are one letter apart. And we just, yeah, we, we became friends in third grade, went a little through a little bit of elementary school together. Then he moved away, um, came back in eighth grade. So we had our last year of middle school together. And then I moved away back to Charleston where I was born went to high school here. Um, and then we didn't speak like we didn't, I, you know, it was one of those things like I didn't expect to, you know, chat or meet Joseph Bass again in my life. That was a person I went to elementary and middle school with. It was like, whatever. Um, and then the, we both ended up going to a camp called Palmetto girls state and Palmetto boys state for the year after our junior year of high school. And, uh, we met those two like camps meet at the end of the week in the capital city of South Carolina. And you like exchange certs. It's like a big thing, but it's hundreds of kids. And I'm walking around the park that they drive. It was honestly at USC's campus on the horseshoe. They walking around the horseshoe, whatever. I passed this curly headed kid. I was like, Joseph Bass. And he was like, Sarah boss. And at this point we hadn't seen each other in three years. And so we, I was like, oh my gosh, hi, like, how are you? What are you doing now? And he, we found out we were going to college in the same city. We both went to college in Columbia, two different colleges. Um, we we're like, okay, like, you know, maybe when we go to college, like, we'll, we'll meet back up, whatever. Yeah, you Bye. Yeah. Like 15 minute conversation. So good to see you. Hope you're well. Maybe we'll see each other again you know, whole senior year goes by. I go, I get to college at college orientation week and I get a text. And I'm like, Hey, you know, are you at orientation week? Like, did you come to Columbia? And I was like, yeah, like, did you? He's like, yeah, we should hang out. And I said, sure. And there's of course some, some stories in between there, but long story short, 
we just never stopped hanging out. And then he asked me to marry him in 2022. No, 2021. We got married in 2022. It is currently 2023. Yeah, got married, asked me to marry him in 2021. I love that. That's so, I, I love that you guys were truly friends for so long and it was like a reconnection and you guys yeah. to, you know, live your own independent lives for a little while and, and that you guys still do have like independent lives. Like you have this blooming career and it's so fun to watch. And like he, we were recording her episode earlier and he came home in between her episode and mine. And like, I got to meet him and just see how he like loves and supports and encourages your career. Like we were talking about that on her episode too. Like I, I love to see it. He's the literal best. Yeah. And I, and we, we did, we were best friends first and it was interesting. Like we were hanging out for uh probably like eight months or so before we started dating and, but it was nonstop. And I remember I was so delusional. I didn't think he liked me. I wasn't sure where my feelings were. It was so dumb, but I remember I would say it all the time. I would say, Oh my gosh, the girl that ends up with Joseph is going to be the luckiest girl alive. Cause he's just the best guy. He's the best. What a dumb, dumb idiot pants. Like bitch, that's you. Like, did you think you didn't have feelings for him? So dumb. So dumb. But I love that you guys are truly friends first. I say this all the time. I think truly the person that I will end up marrying is someone that is already in my life and is like someone I've been friends with for a very long time. Or someone that like I truly, even if I meet them now, we become, it's a friendship at the core first. Like I, that friendship basis is still like, that is so, so important to me. Um, so I love that you guys, you guys really got to have that and he supports you. And yeah, like when you first went viral, like what did, like, what did you say that night to him? Like when you got, when he got home, like, what do you say? Like, how did he react? How is it, you know, number one fan now? Like he's a part of the content sometimes. Like what's that been like? When that video, when the video started taking off, it, what it like 10,000 views that night, which to me, I was like, oh my God this is insane. And I remember we went to dinner with my family that night. It was like my uncle and aunt and, and cousins and stuff. And I remember like my, I told my uncle, I was like, Oh, like uncle DJ, like I, did, I got 10,000 views on a video. He's like, that's cool, honey. Pass the chips. Like, you know, it was like, nah, it was exciting, but it, we didn't know what that would turn out to be. We didn't know. Yeah. What that meant. And so it kind of like was a talking, like, it was, it just started as like a, oh my God, this is huge. And it was a lot of like people texting me and people texting him and like our friends and like, oh, like this is insane. And of course, like the growth, it, it just happened so fast. Like, but the numbers growth and followers happened so fast, the career part and like making it into a job and something that I could make money off of and everything that didn't happen fast. That, did, I mean, I didn't start truly influencing that happened in March. I think I got my first deal in july late july august um and was that hard for you waiting because like you you wanted to be an influencer you were hoping to be you know that's why we all share on tiktok like and you know have these crazy stories and share our lives was it really hard for you being like okay i went viral but like why isn't this happening yet how was that transition yeah it no because like i i saw it and i was like oh i i definitely like I have a platform I want to do something with it now, but it was interesting in, in the order that things happened. Like, so I had been working in like freelance social media management poorly, like not doing well, not making a lot of money. The whole freelancing thing was a very hard time for me. The video went viral around the same time I started applying for jobs. And honestly, I applied for this job, the job that I have now, or I, you know, that I, uh, or I guess like got accepted for. I applied for it thinking that I would make them a client. Like I would uh, ask them to like be a con for me to be a contractor. Um, and then I went viral, started applying for jobs, having gone viral and having like, it, I did like a month, I applied like a month after or something going through that, like my platform then gave me like a really good leg up in this position. Cause they were looking for a video content creator. Um, and I had been creating for months. I had just, it was really honest, honestly, kind of lucky timing. Um, and that a month before I'd gained this audience. And then, uh, so 
I got accepted for the job. So I had a job. Like in my mind, I was like, wow, I have now turned this into a career and that I'm doing the job that I want to for a marketing company. And I knew I wanted to build my influencing career, but I did so in, in a way that I was not reliant on that for money. Um, and I was able to build that without like needing to worry about the paycheck yet, which is really, really nice. Like I could, I could, I didn't have to put that kind of monetary pressure on it. I wasn't really frustrated. I just, I don't know what kind of delusion I was in then. I wish I still had that mindset, but I was just like, yeah, we're, we're doing it. We're making videos. I think like just having people and, and still like just the fact that people watch my stuff. I'm like, that's like the coolest thing ever. Like that's the coolest thing ever. So I was just happy to have people listening, honestly. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, I love that it wasn't, you didn't put that pressure on yourself because it also allows you to really figure out the kind of content that you want to be, content creator you want to be and focus on the job too, because that you, you wanted to do well at your job. You had applied for it. You had been wanting this job. So I really like that you took your time with it. And yeah, of course it gave you the leg up. So yeah, I think lucky timing, but I also think everything really does happen for a reason. And if you guys listen to the first episode, we talk all about, you know, career changes and like that, that, what that conversation with yourself really looks like and with your family and figuring out like, is this really serving me anymore? Like, what do I do next? And, you know, I think for me, like being an influencer is, it's a hobby. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, if I can continue making money off of it, cool. I would love that, but also it's not my main income source. So I don't put that pressure on myself. You know, I have other things going on too. And I think that's a really fun place to be because you can create content for fun. And I can talk about a little bit of everything like you do. And it's not like I have to stick to this niche or only post this content. This is what people want to see. I get to really be myself. What do you do in your content creator job? Is it a lot different than creating TikToks for yourself? Or like any skills that you've learned at work that transition into your personal TikToks versus and like vice versa, your TikToks that gave you skills. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been interesting because I am able to kind of like grow these careers at the same time, um, which is a lot like truly I'm like, I, I don't have hobbies because I fortunately and unfortunately I made my hobby my job. Um, but there I've now like separated them where I think they're different enough ish where I can kind of exercise two sides. So it's, I started out as just pretty much a solely a content creator slash like content manager for a marketing company. And now uh, I've been with them for about, about a year and a half. And so now I've moved up to, I'm a strategist. And so I, it's very minimal creation. I now have content creators that I manage and I manage the strategy behind the clients that we have. And uh, the content creation that I do do is mainly for our internal channels. And so I am, uh, like sort of like an actor on this in office spoof show that we've created. It's, it's myself. And then this other main creator that was kind of like our brainchild in a way that that went viral. And so now we're known for these like office skits. So I get to act in those, which is like super fun. And then also have the strategist side. And so it's all within social media. Um, on there, I branch out into the other platforms as well. I do both. Honestly, no, they're not different. I'm strategizing for somebody or I'm strategizing and then doing more creation for myself. Like I'm essentially, I'm always on my phone. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the yeah. synopsis. I mean, we're all always on our phone, but now that it has become a business and since you do, which I think it's good too, that you do the strategy side and the content yeah. side both. And I think, you know, the skills, like they're transferable and it works and it allows you to see how this can actually really be a business as well. But what has that been like going from working in a corporate job where you have like your benefits and your salary and all of that to being freelance and having to do it all on your own. Cause now that I'm, you know, I've been out of law school for a year, I've been practicing, I have my own business. I'm, I'm figuring all that out for myself. And you, you kind of already did that a little. So I'm just like curious for people like this, like, you know, mid to late twenties transition of really not now, you know, we're paying health insurance and we're paying bills and we're paying for car insurance and we're looking to buy a house and all these different big, big girl job, like responsibility things start happening. How do you like, what has that been like? How did you set that up for yourself? Do you 
struggle with it too? Like, what has that been like for you? Yeah. So I, I did not have an awesome time freelancing. And so, and I, that was before, like I needed health insurance. And so I wasn't even at that point yet. I just, and honestly, it was because I was not, I was freelancing and there is something to be said about learning on the job, but I was so new in that career. Um, and when you're on your own, you don't get the type of mentorship or validation from a team or you're not, you're really not learning like from others and other experts. And so there's a lot of pressure to not only learn your trade and get better at your trade is, but there's also pressure to learn a business and how to get clients and how to do onboarding and then how to do offboarding and how to manage your finances. And like, there's a lot as you know, and I was, you know, I'm sure if I kept going, like it would have been fine, but I was not, I was in the rough stages of that for sure. Um, and so, and I said that I would never, even in that, like I said, oh, I'm never going to work for somebody else. I'm never going to do that. Now I work for a freaking marketing agency. Like talk about anything that's more corporate than that. Thankfully, like we're really weird. Like it's a weird marketing agency, like, and the culture is so, so good. Um, but you can really like what I've learned, like you can absolutely, there's no expectation. Like you can build whatever career and like lifestyle that you want to like, and what monetarily works for you. I know people that have multiple, like, you know, I I'd say like, like part-time jobs and they, you know, make enough to have a wonderful apartment they pay for their own health insurance. And it's all that and everything. I know people who took the, you know, they have a corporate job, but they're working in an office. Like it's very like what you see on TV. And I think that what the path that we're taught more about, I have people that, you know, are freelance and they work for themselves and have their own businesses and they have employees, like everybody's different. And so I just, honestly, like from a logistic standpoint, and, and this is me and Natalie talked about this a little bit on her podcast. Like I, Thankfully, I've gotten to a point where I could choose either. Like if I didn't want one, I, I could go with the other and I'd be fine either way. Um, but I like that choice because there's some, like, I think a lot of people would think like, oh my gosh, like if you have the option to work for yourself, why wouldn't you? And I, I as people that people don't really realize unless they're there, I love that yeah. you have a choice and you're choosing to do both. I, I, I support that. I'm here for that. Yeah. It's just, I like being on I think like it's I don't think I have to like justify like why I do influencing I think most people can understand like it's a fucking fun job like it's a wait can I say fuck on your podcast Go. <laughs> okay yeah. thanks like it's a great job it's super super fun I get to work for myself uh thankfully we've gotten to a point where I do have a manager I have a team like and I god I would literally I I, I don't know what I would do like without people to lean on but with that said then like People are like, why do you stay at a corporate job then? Because there's like this narrative around it. And I'm very lucky that I have an amazing team and a, a place that I love to work. And it's because I love to work there. It's And I love the people. I love what we're doing. And you cannot, like, it can't be understated how, how validating and it is to have a team that you can lean on to like say, hey, what do you think of this email? Hey, what do you think this message? Hey, I'm dealing with this problem. Like, uh, do you think that this is right? Or when you're struggling with something, being able to lean on something, somebody being able to delegate, having other people like validate that you're making the right decisions. Like I, that's something I really, really struggled with when I worked on my own is just making all these decisions by yourself. It's so emotionally and mentally exhausting. And I'm like, and I think that everything I'm learning, like with the marketing company, it's also given me confidence and strength and, and like being on my own. It's also teaching me where I shouldn't be on my own. Like if I can't have a team, like, and cannot afford a team with influencing, I really don't, I don't think that should be my full time because I know that I work so much better with people. I'm trying to think of like where I started with that conversation, but, but I, I really, I appreciate that you said that because it makes a lot of sense. Like having, you know, being an influencer is a full-time job in a way that people don't realize it's not just creating funny videos and mm -hmm. cute posting it on oh, it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot and it is it's so it's you have you deal with different obstacles that you don't have to deal with in an everyday job I get to see the parallels of both and like 
that manager, yeah. assistants, a CPA who understands the industry, all of that stuff is so crucial. And yeah, like you said, like you having the sounding board and having the guidance, like I am on my own and I was crazy and went off on my own from the very beginning. And I didn't have the guidance or the, you know, boss or someone overlooking my work. And I, I, I won't say I regret it. I don't regret it. I struggle though sometimes of being like, should I have done it for a year? But then ultimately, no, I knew that right path and everyone works out. It all works out how it's meant to. You're also, I, you're so like, I think that you spent your whole, like you as a person, um, we've talked about this. We talked about this last time that we podcast, like you're so deep into mentorship and, and people and, and you've got really a support system that you've surrounded yourself with. So like, I think that you're learning in your own way and like everybody's journey is so different. And like, I would, I would not like in theory, I could say, Oh, I wish I would have gotten like agency experience before I became a social like media freelancer. And then like, eh, it, that wouldn't have gotten me to where I am now. And different. everything happens for a reason. It truly it, works out. It works out the way that it's supposed to. And no one person's experience, even at the same company, the same career, the same, not in the same city, whatever, like it's not going to be the same. But that's the whole point of sharing these experiences is I want to, you know, I want to learn how yours was. I want to share how mine was so people can recognize that it can look different. It doesn't have to look and feel the exact same way that your best friend or your classmate or your boss or whoever, your parents, like you can do things on your own and getting really candid on how the struggles. Like, you know, we each had our struggles in it, but it all really does work out. And oh, yeah. I think it's really hard. We were talking about dating stories on your podcast of like finding someone as a partner who supports your ambition and support your goals and allows you to make those mistakes and figure things out for yourself, but always have a sounding board and someone to come home to. And like, you have that. I don't have that yet. I'm looking for that person, but it's really, really hard to find. Oh, I have that, but then also a therapist. Like there's only so much a partner can do. I don't care where you are in your career. I don't really care like what you're doing or what, uh, at some point, there's not always going to be times that you need it, but go into therapy before you think you need it. Like I just went back in because I'm realizing that I'm having some mental patterns. Like I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not in yeah. the same spirals and anxiety cycles that I was in when I first got into therapy, but I realized I was having some mental patterns that I didn't want to repeat. I realized that I was having some serious like imposter syndrome to where I realized I didn't realize what imposter syndrome was until I truly had it. And it, it affected my success and how I see myself, which then affected the work that I was doing. Like, and I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Like I, I, I'm just, I'm just not. So I want to put it in perspective. Therapy has gotten me through all of it. Like, and I highly, I'm a huge proponent for it. 100%. Like, and yeah, you need both. I decided to go back on medication this year. Mm -hmm. I needed that because same thing, yeah. like, started recognizing patterns in myself that I didn't want to repeat. I'm recognizing patterns myself right now that I don't want to repeat that I'm taking conscious note of and like figuring out why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and how to change it. And like considering, do I go to therapy? Do I, what do I need to do to get out of this? So I think that's an important point and I'm glad you mentioned it, but like it, the whole basis of this podcast is that it's yeah. a village. It's not an individual sport. And yeah. You, Absolutely. You can't isolate yourself. You can't expect that, like, you know, everything is just going to magically work out. You have to put in the work and you have to allow people to help you and support you and ask questions when you need to. And when you have questions and when you need help, let it in. And, you know, having those mentors and those resources, that's my way of doing it. Therapy, friends, whatever that looks like for you, like, take resources that you are available to you and find them if you don't know where they are like reach out to us we want to help you with that but like yeah it takes I don't know it takes a village it really does and therapy has been something like my I wouldn't be where I am today had I not gone to therapy and I started doing the work on myself so I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that for sure um yeah we were talking about this and you were like save it for the podcast so oh, yeah I don't like being called pet names they give me the biggest not an ick it's cringe well we should talk about our icks you can talk, you can say it's an ick. I am not offended. It's no, no, it's not an ick. It's like, I don't, I don't mind if other people do it. That doesn't bother me, but you did it. So I like thought of it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you heard it. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I I realized I learned this year that I have a fear of losing my independence in a relationship. And so I, that's been a big one for me. That's been huge. Like that's, that's a whole, that's like a three margaritas deep conversation. But like, we should do that. We should have, we should have a three margaritas deep podcast. (laughs) Oh, please. But like, so be in. No, let's do it. Yeah. Like I just, I realized that. And I think, I think it has something to do with that. Like, which is funny. Both my parents are very ambitious, independent, successful people choosing every day to be into a, in a relationship and they make a choice every day to continue being in that relationship. And so I have a really good example of what that looks like in my life. It's not because of that either, but for some reason, I have always felt that kind of like how we were talking about on the dating stories and the, the guy said to the girl, like, Oh, like, I don't like that you want to be a lawyer. Cause I don't like career women. I had this like in, in irrational, truly irrational fear that a guy won't like me because I'm ambitious and like that I was just gonna like I was resigned to like not have that and like I was afraid of like I literally scared myself away from that I don't know why and I I I talked to my dad about it one time I was like I you never taught me that I could want a man you taught me I didn't need one and I'm grateful for that you don't need one but you never taught me I could want one I was never the kid that was like playing with Barbies and Ken and like Prince Charming was gonna come save me on a white horse I was never that girl I was gonna learn to save myself so I really struggle with allowing someone to be there for me but I crave that and I want that and like the whole Travis and Taylor like I want like this like this, the, the guy who's like the bear hug and security and like, yeah taking care of me like I crave that now and that happened to me in the for the first time this summer this is a really recent thing and I started having to like unpack, like, I've never liked pet names. Like I, I, it's always been a thing, but like, I think at the time it was a bit for a while. And now it's like, no, I like, yeah. like babe, baby, like if it slips, it's fine. Or like, if my friends call me that, but like baby girl, no, I won't call a guy daddy. I've had guys ask. I literally laugh and say, no. I'm screaming. Wait, you've had them ask? I've had them ask. You, I would, I would hope that you're really deep into a relationship to ask that. No, it was like in sexual encounters. Or um, jo- or joking. Yeah, no. You know, well, uh, you know, go off, King. I guess. Yeah, no. I was like, go off, Daddy. No, I was like, uh, no. Um, <laughs> like the honey sweetheart. Like, I get it's a southern thing. Like, if it slips, it's fine. But like, I have a name. And like, it's like, it's like, I want you to call me by my name. It's like, no, I am. Like, oh my God. If Joseph says Sarah, I'm like, oh, did I do something wrong? Like I, this also, I, I think it probably comes from like a Southern thing. I never thought of myself to like, honey sounded very foreign to me until I like got deep in our relationship, like deep, like I think three years in saying like calling somebody honey sound like I can detach myself from that and realize that it sounds like a movie. It sounds fake. It sounds scripted. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't sound real. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But I, babe, I use babe a lot. And it's so funny because like when, before just when I started dating, um, he, he told me this story that like I had, we hung out with a lot of like his friends. who's was a lot of guys. And like, I call them babe a lot. And I have since we've met, like babe is just, babe is something that, it, I don't know. It's a word that like I use very frequently. And he, before, yeah. On dating concepts, I'm like, I call my friends that. Like, why are you calling me that? Like, I have a name. Yeah. And so I was calling, like, I'd say babe to like our guy friends or whatever. And he said that like, he, before he realized that that's just me, he would be like, you know, he kind of liked me. And so he was like, Oh, like, I don't really like that. Then he realized like, I literally call a rock babe, but I say, honey, I say, sweetheart. Um, of course, babe, we don't really use, he only uses baby to me. If I've done something dumb, he's like, baby, like, yeah. What the what? But yeah, oh my god, if we I don't like if he says my name, I'm like I'm going to need you to scrub your mouth right now. Do don't fucking say that. I am your whatever sweetheart, honey, wife, call me something else. I don't know. Well, but like also like when he says my name, I'm like, "What's up? Like how's it going? What's how are you doing? What do you want from me?" <laughs> 
Okay, how do you feel about like wifey and hubby? Like, do you guys use that? No. Okay. No, 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 no. I will not. I will, I will not. Yeah. And the thing is, like, a beautiful, wonderful six stories brand like sent me a like things like when I was getting married and they sent me a bride to be sweat set, which I'm like, I mean, that's cute. It's, you know, it's cute for what it is. It's quite chintzy, but like, it's a cute sweat set. And they also sent me a wifey sweat set and I can't get myself to wear it. Like, and it's so cute. I cannot do it. And that's where I, I sort of do like the Southern, like, I hate stereotypes and I don't like being part of stereotypes. And the wifey thing is such like a Southern yeah. thing in the monograms and wearing something that says wifey and hear me truly like there is nothing wrong if you like monograms wifey there's nothing wrong if you like that I want I see this as an issue with myself I'm fully cognizant of that I do hate it and I don't want to oh, be a part of it with you like I co-sign that no literally I co-sign that it it's, gives me, it's cringy like it's like I don't know also like I'm not a fan of like the super bridal like merch and like everything white, everything lace, the big bows, the glitter, the pink penis for the same penis forever. Yeah. First of all, are you just doing it for the wedding and for the bit and for the Instagram? Or like, do you actually really want to marry this person? Second of all, yeah. a wedding is one day or one week or one weekend. Like it's not forever. Like you actually have to like be in a relationship and like there, it's not all fun and games. So like the whole like, fantasizing of it like what my hubby like also have you seen that thing where it's like the more the longer the Instagram post is the more fake it is or like the more they them. oh my god I haven't but that I totally see that I totally see that and I this is also coming from somebody like I didn't do we didn't really really do we didn't do any of the penis stuff uh like I love I love a production huh I don't mind a production. Thank you. Thank you. I love a production. I love a production. So I am so, I understand the side of the girls who like go all out and they do like the chintzy shit. And I'm like, yeah. Is it cringy? Yes. Is it chintzy? Yes. But like go off queen. However, I think you get to a certain point where you start seeing things and you're like, are you excited for the marriage? Or are you like... Did you just need a girl's trip? Like what, what's going, what's happening? What's, what's happening? I think you can read a room. I think you can 100% read a room. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. I talk about it all the time. Like, I mean, mind you, very, very single. This is all conjecture, but I talk about it with my friends where I'm like, let's do a girl's trip and call it a bachelorette trip. But if I see one penis or one thing with my husband's face on it, I will lose my shit. Oh my God. No, we just, uh, I was talking with some girlfriends too. I wanted to do a squad chillerette because we're, we had so much fun on my bachelorette. We're like, we should do that again. and like do it with squad. And I'm like, that's just called a friend's trip. You just like, I think it's nice to have a label to make something a production. Just, just make it a production. Just be extra for no reason. I give you permission. Yeah, like I'll, it's fun reason, like, to be I, dramatic. Yeah, for sure. But like, I'm not doing like the bathing suits with the or like the matching, like, I'll do the theme nights. I'll do like the theme nights for dinners. I think the theme nights is a less cringe version of like, we didn't do matching shirts. That's my version of a bachelorette trip. Like, mm-hmm. and, but like, I don't know, like, it's just go off if that's your thing. It's not my thing. And I just want yeah. to cut it. But like, everybody yeah. has a range. You do what's best for you. Oh, to each their own. Like, whatever floats your boat, I'm here whatever. for. Get your tits out. It's fine. Whatever. That's my favorite saying. Yeah, girl, get your tits out. I was on a date. I was on a date a couple of weeks ago, and the bartender. So we were sitting at the bar and like casual date. Like it was like a second date, watching sports games. So we were at like just the the bar, very casual. And the bartender was literally would not serve us. Like he would look over me, and I'm like joking to the guy. Like the guy's like, "Are you gonna come take our drink order? Like we want a drink." With the guy, the bartender's ignoring the shit out of us. And I was like, I literally went to the guy and I was like, do I need to flash my tits for us to get a drink on here? And he was like, I support it and do it. I did not. I, I support it. He was like, I support oh, it. whatever. And I was like, he's never even seen them. Like, he he never did. It didn't work out. We're friends now. But he like, never did. Never will. Never did. No. But it's funny that like, I literally was like, do I need to like flash somebody to get a drink? Like, yeah. What's a girl got to do to get a drink around here? Goddamn. 
it was funny but um no whatever floats your boat but I also I love that like our range of conversation topics right now um should we do more stories on here should we finish it on here oh my god we totally could let's do it yeah 100% yeah let me share I'll show you I'll show you I'll show you but yeah I'm just I'm I I, we were talking about this before but like I'm so happy for you with everything that has like your career in the last year you you guys like you and Natalie and like a couple other friends Amanda like my social media community like you guys are my girls like I love seeing oh it's the best (gasps) can we do it we should have an influencerette Yes, I knew that was gonna. Uh, internet French Please, 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 please. Oh my God! Okay, imagine the group. I really see as like Natalie should know. She, I think she's the swirling tornado in the middle of all this. Like she's just good at bringing people together. We need to get <laughs> give Natalie a job. <laughs> like tell Natalie, we like you know get a get a big house, get a big Airbnb, like pick a city. Now. Uh, really been to or know and like yeah oh fuck we should do it yeah the content (laughs) the content the The content like oh we have to okay we need to make a group chat and like make it happen i was just gonna say group chat this is gonna be so fucking epic yeah okay let me make i'm gonna make 2024 yeah i'm gonna make a group chat for after this but let's do some dating stories gorgeous yeah and this is good because these were like the the like shorter ones um okay my friend got stabbed in the leg with a fork on the first date I somehow I'm in my mind I am assuming that this is a man that got stabbed I'm assuming is the woman that did the stabbing and as a girl's girl I'm going to support the woman stabbing you (laughs) I just what you did that you got what did you do what did you do to get stabbed questions uh I was on a first date we were both looking at the at panthers tickets on my phone I get a Snapchat and open it. It was a nude another girl sent me. I paid and left immediately and blocked her. Okay. <laughs> That's I, rough. That sucks for both of them because it doesn't mean that they didn't like each other. It's just it was an unfortunate situation. It's an unfortunate. That is a series of unfortunate events. That is divine intervention for whatever reason. They were saying, we're just going to end this now. I respect it like, that he was like, I'm just going to take care of it and like I'll walk away and that's it yeah walk away and get like you're done you know it he didn't try to like go like you know bread you're like that was there that's what the fuck yeah sorry man like sorry gotta go gotta blast uh last one i went back to a girl's house oh god (laughs) i can't i can't oh no the way that this is typed out makes me want to die I went back to a girl's house, took a massive poo, locked her toilet, and booked it out of the house without telling her. What are with guys just ending dates abruptly and just leaving without saying I'm not gonna lie, this was put in by the same person, and the ending of this is, I blocked her too. (laughs) Why are you just going around blocking girls? Like, get your shit together. I don't, like I totally like I totally get like the leaving and paying the blocking I think that's like okay I'm like so mortified or I don't know like I don't want to deal with this block like the shitting clogging not telling her and then blocking what is the blocking for you're the one who made the offense both times on you both times you're the one who shit up her bathroom you should have told her like hey um now she's gonna what if she doesn't go to that bathroom and then she doesn't realize it for a few days what if it's like a guest bathroom she doesn't use and she didn't know because you didn't tell her that is i will say like embarrassment is it's hard for me to get embarrassed but like when if you're at a place that it's not yours and like I think I would rather I don't know what I would rather like especially when the toilet breaks and it wasn't your fault and you're just like trying to convince them I'm like it wasn't me your toilet's dumb like it won't flush all I did was I'm like all I did was number one I didn't (laughs) get here like I didn't do anything and I used a proper amount of toilet paper and your toilet's broken and it's not my (laughs) the worst yeah no okay I have a question for you do you do you, speaking about a bathroom, do you go to the bathroom in front of your husband or like, when did you start doing that? Like, you know, some girls are like, oh yeah. Bathroom, like, when did that, like. 
I'm not going to shit in front of him. Absolutely not. Get the fuck out of here. This is my private time. This is my personal time. This is like meditation. Get the fuck away. I'll pee in front of him. Like our shower is across from the toilet. So like he'll be in the shower and I'll come in, pee and leave. Um, but don't look at me. Like you're in the shower. Like it's, you might as well be in separate rooms. Like don't look at me. And sometimes like, <laughs> sometimes like he knows it bothers me, especially like we're girls. Like we got to wipe. We got to do what we got to do. You got to clean up. And he'll like stare at me and I'm like, I literally will not get up from this porcelain throne and like clean whatever. And we have a bidet. So I have a bidet and I'm like, I literally, I need to pat myself dry. Home dog, get your eyes away from me. I'm not having you see toilet paper in my hand to my nether regions. You're not seeing that happen. I don't mind. Like I could be actively peeing and I will talk to you. My legs are closed. You can't see shit. You're in the shower. You can't even hear it. Yeah. But don't. Mm-mm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The people, oh my, have you seen like how Megan Trainer has like two toilets and they hold hands while they shit? No. And I, I could have. No, she had another toilet installed next to her so that they could sit together. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, ma'am. Do you tell no, them ma'am. to go take a shit or like do you not even tell them? Oh, no. We talk about our, our bowel movements. Like, yeah, I have to go. I have to go shit. And like if it was a good one, debrief. But like. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that, yeah. but I just see it. Yeah, not in uh-uh. the- like that is. In fact, like we now have, we have three bathrooms. Uh, we have a downstairs guest, and then a guest room upstairs, and then our master bathroom. We like have a bidet in the two upstairs bathrooms. We're putting a bidet in the downstairs one, and especially now that we have a bidet in both, like he has his bathroom time. He goes to the guest bathroom, and I always use the master bathroom. And so, like he he go- he goes to his his we call it his shit and spot. Like he goes to his his area and I go to mine and like, so we don't have to be near each other. I want to have separate bathrooms. Yeah, like let me have my pee. It's kind of nice. It is. It is nice because I will say like it is convenient. Like that if he does have to shit and like I have to get ready, there's no strength yeah. of fan that is going to get that out fast enough. Yes, agreed. Okay. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Totally. No, literally for that reason alone, I'm like, I like to take my time in the bathroom. I yeah. yeah. No, agreed. It's my alone time. Yeah. No, that's so funny. I I don't know. I, that came up to me because like I hear people talk about all the time, like guys, like yeah, girls don't go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, we yeah we do. <laughs> like yeah, we do. Like I, I hate yes, we do. Girl, the girls don't like don't do anything gross. They don't burp. They don't like fart. They don't like. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna hide that, but I don't. You don't need to see it either. How like. When did you really start, like, once you guys started dating, how long did it take for you to be truly comfortable with him, like, in letting it all hang out, see all that stuff? Not long. Not long, but I think that's from my personality. Like, I, I, with friends, am very open. And I'm, some people are like, wow, you're transparent. And I'm like, wouldn't know how to be anything else. Like, I'm one of those where, like, if I'm staying, you know what? I don't know, like in a hotel room with other girls or like whatever, like I'm not really shy with changing in front of other women. Yeah. Like I, it's never been something that thankfully I've never been put in a situation where, where I've ever felt uncomfortable. So like, yeah, it's just been, I don't know, like I went to camp, like it was just, I'm yeah. transparent, like for my friends. So even like physically, like being very comfortable, it did not take long for, for that, for him. Um, and it really, I didn't, I mean, I'd say like he's probably shyer than me in terms of like what he'll share and like he probably I'm I'm trying to remember like I think like he took a little bit longer to like actively fart in front of me or something but like I when you're like holding it in for a reason because you don't want to fart in front of this person I'm like I don't mm -mm. I'll be I'll be polite but like I still don't like I'm not walking around just absolutely gassing it up like if we're having a conversation while he's talking I'm not gonna fart like that's just rude yeah no, but makes yeah sense. Pretty, pretty much right away cool no I feel like I would be the same I was just curious like everybody's so like different with that yeah relationships and like your dynamic with him you know to close it out like what is for someone who's been in a relationship for eight years and who's now been married for one you know 
and we were talking about like having the supportive partner and the career and like all of that, which is something that is super, super important to me. You know, any advice for a single girl like me or like anyone who's single and getting into dating or like newly in a relationship, like what is your best piece of relationship advice that you've learned? Yeah. Be best friends first and it should feel easy. I don't like best friends first, you know, you can date and then find them to be your best friend, but they have to be your best friend. Like he sits at the top of my best friends list. Like he's, you know, obviously it's a different type of friendship, but like that, that friendship, I think is what holds the marriage together. Like you will always like the love it's the romantic love is you'll always be romantically you will always romantically love that person but the friendship is what gets you through like the hard times what gets you through the fights what gets you through the like that I think is such a core and then I I think it should feel easy I think that there are hard times. I do not like when people keep, and of course, keep in mind, been married a year, but for the duration of our relationship, like when people are like marriage is hard, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think marriage should be hard. I think that because you're married and because now you, you know, share finances, you're in house, you go through harder situations in life. Life's hard, but the purpose of a marriage is to make it easier. The purpose of having that person is to make it easier. They should feel easy. There should not be pressure there. There should not be like, you know, you work to date a person, but you should feel at ease. And that, like, that person makes life easier. That person doesn't make it harder. Do you know what I mean? No, I 100% agree. That is the type of relationship and partnership that I'm looking for because, yeah, you have to choose each other at the net every single day. Like, do I still like this person? Like, you, you can love them, but do you like them? Yeah. That's so, so key. Um, and for a career and for entrepreneurs or social media, like what is your best piece of business or career advice you've learned? I've, like whether it was you learned it prior or learned it now in this phase of your career, what is your best piece of business advice? Yeah. Find the team that you learn from and can lean on. Um, like if it's easier to have that, if you're in like a corporate job, because you usually work on a team, you have a manager or whatever that you can ask questions to. But if you work on your own, don't stay isolated, like find a group that does the same thing that you guys can bounce learnings off of that you guys have a group chat that you guys can commiserate when things suck, like that, you know, that understands what you're doing. Um, because sometimes you just need to be able to send a quick text message being like, Hey, I just, I, you know, I'm thinking of making this strategic move for a client. Like, what do you think? And you just need somebody to say like, yeah, that's a good move. And then you can move on whatever it is. Like, even if you work for yourself by yourself, you do not want to be isolated. It's you, you won't learn. You won't learn that way. And the whole, I think that's such a great, like you have to take on that responsibility for yourself to keep learning in your field, keep learning how to be better. Like, and always put yourself in a room that people know more than you. And it will not only of course, like help you succeed, but it'll help you mentally. It'll help you emotionally. Um, there's so much more to that. Oh, a hundred percent. I can have a whole podcast episode about that, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room and mentorship is essential. And also being a mentor, like I've been a mentee for so long. And in the last year or two, I've really started also becoming a mentee, a mentor and getting to reflect on my growth and, you know, share those experiences with them and them ask me questions and be like, Oh, like, I've never thought of that. Or like they bring new perspectives. Like that is crucial to growth in business and life in anything. And that's why you want to have friends that you could bounce ideas off of. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's like the, the influencer uh, trip that we're joking about. Like, yeah, smart people, like those are the people we do that with. They're, you know, that's how we all got, we all got started around the same time, the exception of a few. And like, we're all helping each other do it. So it's super important to have that, whether it's, social media influencing or business or law or medicine or whatever it is that you end up doing. And what's the, like now that again, with this evolution of yourself, like where do you see yourself going? Like what's next for you? Like big picture, not like timelines or anything, but like where do you see yourself now as your life and you have continued to evolve? Yeah. Big picture. I want to continue to be a personality on digital, on um, like 
I think it'd be super fun to do acting. That's like kind of a far, I say far reaching. I, I would have thought where I am right now is far reaching six months ago. So um, all that to say, like, I, I, I want to just be a personality and always be able to connect with people. So I'm just uh, truly looking to make my platforms bigger, meet more people, do more things, release merch, uh, um, like, you know, partner with more brands, just do everything that, I mean, this is my dream. So kind of just, as long as I can keep doing my dream, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I love that. And I couldn't agree more. I'm on the same path. And yeah, if you would have told me a year ago, I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Just go listen to my first podcast episode. That girl. Yeah. Blue. Um, but thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the podcast. I hopefully will see you this weekend. But if not, we will see each other. Yeah. Soon. But where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out. Yeah, pimp out. So anywhere that you can find me is at Sarah E. Boss, S-A-R-A-H. E as in Elizabeth, and then boss is B-A-U-S. I am there on all my platforms, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, uh, working on my Facebook page if you're a Facebook girl, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, which is very exciting. And go listen to my episode on the Mutual Friends podcast. I'll link it below. Yes. Oh, yes. Of course, my podcast, Mutual Friends. Go follow all of us all the way over there, oh, wait, Instagram, how, all the things. How did the, how did the name change come about with us? What was that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, really fast. Um, So attainable, essentially, like... I got to a place where like, I didn't want the podcast, I didn't want my podcast to be helpful in like giving advice. I was like, I just want to be able to talk to my friends. Like, I just wanted to be able to chit chat. Mutual friends came, like I went through months of figuring out what I wanted this name to be. One, I liked that it could be abbreviated to MF and we could say like calling all MFers, like that just felt really fun to me and then mutual friends it kind of gives a tie into my like my digital life and how much of an extrovert I am I love connecting people I love making my mutual friends friends of their own um and then everybody who listens we are all mutual friends and it can be just like one big group chat and fun and I just wanted it to feel fun so that's where that's where that came from I love that I love the merch the MFers I love that so much but all right thank you guys so much for listening I'll talk to you guys next week Mm -hmm.